1: even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hi.
2: You were rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. Happy rainy Monday to you. But I'll tell you what. It's not a rainy day for Memphis Tigers football. They avoided what would, would have been disaster, and we've got Seth Hennigan uh, and Joseph Skates, and Blake Watson to thank for it. They come through in the end. All that matters is the W, right? John Martin, forty-five, forty-two. Tigers get the win over North Texas. We got a peek at Tigers basketball. What you nodding your head at me for?
3: Oh, I just you're, you're preaching. You're just preaching already.
2: I two, heard somebody wrote that today. Two
3: minutes into the show.
2: Saw a little bit of it. We'll touch on that. We'll touch on Tigers basketball. We got a peek, and oh, boy, did they look good. I heard some people on the Kool-Aid this morning. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's some Kool-Aid I've been on before, I must say. And it's good tasting. That incredible Hulk. When you see, what was that, 57-point exhibition wins?
3: Yep. Well, yeah. that green stuff in your cup? Now, this
2: wasn't Michigan State that you were knocking off. Like Tennessee did. Right. Over the weekend. Important distinction. That said, there were still uh, some things we think you can draw out of it. I guess it is a rainy day for the Grizzlies. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Let's rewind real quick. Friday night, you were there. We said this is probably going to be a game where they're very competitive. And they take it into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And it's real close. And then Denver and Jokic probably do you
3: in. Yeah, it was in fact, it was Jokic and Murray. Yeah, it was both of those guys. That's back to back threes.
2: That's how it went down. How did it feel? Oh, it thought, sucked the air out of the building because cause you had a great crowd, right? Friday night, we thought energetic at least. Yeah, I mean, it I, was, I don't mean as many.
3: I think the start time was a little tough for people. It was a, oh, little, a little earlier. Sparsely right, right. attended than I maybe expected.
2: Okay. Um, but energy in the building when the Grizzlies playing as hard yeah, as they of were? Yeah. yeah,
3: I mean, I, I think, uh, you know. I you, thought maybe you'd be a little more. You take Derrick Rose out there. He, he was, you know, killing it for you. Yeah. He's keeping you in the game. You take him out, and then you kind of watch the league go bye-bye. That was a tough one there. Well,
2: that's usually what happens with that. Yeah. That's I would have maybe that, rolled with D. Rose guys.
3: there in that moment. He was hot. He had The crowd loved it. I mean, that was, that was the best part of it. It was like D. Rose was, like, actually hooping. You know, he was, yeah. got the steal on Jokic. I mean, he was hitting threes, bro. I mean, he was doing everything. It felt good. It did. And then, you know, they took him out. But, damn, man, tough tough, tough, uh, tough crowd. Well, then you had Saturday night. Yeah, that, that was.
2: On the road. That was tough. Season opener for the Wiz. Lose that one, too. Can't get too down, though, on a rainy Monday because you got the Dallas Mavericks in town That's tonight. That's right. So we've got plenty to discuss. Yeah. A lot of crazy in NFL, too, last uh, this weekend, Ooh. too, John. We're seeing that. Yeah, and, and a bunch of back-to-back weekends now. Some crazy.
3: That's right. Uh, Duke got a uh, highly ranked white basketball player. Could this be the start of a new trend for Duke basketball?
2: Dude is awesome. We saw him here in Memphis. Uh, flag is the real deal.
3: Yeah. Uh, do you think game this, Do you think this will start game a trend? Game-changing white boy. Uh, uh, do you think this will start a trend of highly ranked white basketball players attending Duke? Mm-mm. Okay, Mm-mm. you don't think this Mm-mm. will start that
2: trend? Because that, that, that wave's never stopped.
3: Oh, yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> it was like when RJ Hampton Who was went our, to, uh was uh, Matthew Hurt? Yeah, Hurt. Yep, yep. Hurt. Uh, yeah. Every. I, I actually every single one. Matthew Hurt was top ten. Yeah. Right, when it finished up, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They wanted Austin Nichols back in the day. You know. Mm-hmm. They they have a they have that a doors and have a close. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, I'm half joking, but yes, uh, that is uh, that is the top headline over at ESPN.com that uh, Cooper Flag is headed to do, which is uh, we knew this was like. Dude, you were handed over there like a stork when you were born, bro. Like, you're just going to Duke. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But anyway, yeah, big show today. We got Respect Burgers at 1 o'clock. We got Jason Fitz at 125. But we got to talk about Memphis basketball. We got to talk about the Grizzlies. We got to talk about Memphis football. Equinox. We got to talk about NFL. We have so much to get to. Let's do a little cap or no cap. Cap. It
1: means lion,
3: but built different now. It's cap. I'm going to say cap.
2: For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show.
3: All righty, Jace Move. Grizz will get off the schneid tonight.
2: Hmm. Two and a half point hundred dollars the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving. Uh, no. Hmm. It's cap. They're not going to do it.
3: Damn. Uh, they are two-and-a-half-point underdogs tonight at the house. I
2: mentioned that. But I appreciate you doubling down on Yeah, 0-4. Oh mm.
3: Mm, 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 mm. Uh.
2: Defensively, when Jaron's not off the – when he's off the floor, there's nothing. And maybe Bismack Biyombo, who we saw in the report over the weekend, is going to be coming to join the Grizzlies uh, once we get to game six. Yep. Maybe that will help there a little bit. But I realized that was a Wizards team. I think, I think I saw the numbers giving up 143 points the game before the Pacers, I believe it was. And what did you score? One, oh, you know, 106. Um, and not to mention, like we said, you're not stopping anything when Jaren's off. The, so, so we can try to, you know, I could tell you, what well, Zaire had a pretty good game against the Wizards, John, yeah. and you just got to just hold on until through the first 25 games. But it's, it's rough. Yep, it's rough out there, especially with that those second unit guys. There is just not much to depend on, and so I ain't gonna come up here and blow smoke. You know where? Yeah, um, it ain't looking good. And listen, Luca and Kyrie they're they're on a mission. John, you know we've talked about it. Luca might be an MVP this season. Yeah, and they're you know they're they, they the onus is on them to get things figured out quickly again. You know who's guarding Luca when Marcus Smart is off the floor? That'll be a question tonight. I just – this looks like a recipe for disaster. And back to the point, you know, you're not stopping anything right now. Go wanna, ahead t- tell wanna, me, Grizz, when? You were in I, there on Friday night? I, I want to disagree. I mean, disagree. they play better at home?
3: I want to disagree. I do. I can't. Um, a, because I think Luca is just like – he's one of those guys that loves coming into your place and winning, you know? He's, oh, yeah. He, he eats that stuff up. Sabers it. Yeah, and, uh, and quite honestly, like, the Grizz, it's the same thing we were talking about Going into game one, right? I mean, nothing has changed. Nothing has – because Santi's not back. Maybe Kennard is back tonight. Maybe he returns from his concussion, which I guess would be a a, a potential. But he's not been playing well. He's not been shooting the ball well. So, you know, again, that all sort of, to me, remains to be seen. You know, the reality is is until you get Santi back, until you get, um, you know, more options, you're still relying on these, quite frankly, bad young players. Uh, to play a lot of minutes, took up a lot of minutes. And as long as that is the case, you're not going to win many games. Um, I mean, the Wizards are abysmal, you know, uh, especially defensively. You can only manage 106. Now, I know that was a, Back to back, so I'll forgive that. a, a, a bit. Yeah, and
2: you played tough against Denver. We get all that. But uh, I yeah, mean, it was 143 points that the Wizards had given up. No, no signs of any. Yeah. defense.
3: Yeah, and I, you go
2: out. I mean, you 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 can't stop anything, and you more importantly, you can't score. Right. You know, right now, and especially once you know Bain and Jaron, you know those those key guys for you. Yeah. When they're off the floor.
3: Yeah. So I just don't really. Uh, I don't really think that the Grizzlies have the the firepower uh, right now uh, it, it won't have the firepower until John Morant gets back I mean it's just gonna I I think ten and fifteen feels about right for where they'll be um, because I expect Santi to come back I you know I expect Luke to start playing a little bit better so you'll find some wins in here but uh, it, it will be a below well, five hundred record
2: come here on the road Utah and Portland look like they're pretty yeah. down. Yeah, maybe you can go two and one there. Uh, get you get you some confidence back, you know, coming coming back home.
3: Yeah, no, um, I mean it's been as it's because been as,
2: you're gonna have to you're gonna have to beat those ones, John. That we, you know, are gonna be at the bottom of the West. Are you yeah, Portland, well, Utah. Otherwise, you're looking at forget ten and fifteen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you you could be looking at an eight and seventeen mark or something like that. I mean, well, it's getting, yeah. You know, so you better take advantage of the bottom feeders. Well, I Portland think, well, is certainly one of those.
3: I think the question is for the Grizzlies: is in these first 25 games, are they uh, part of the bottom feeders? Are they themselves? Because you sort of pro- uh, again, you uh, you get Santi back. Yeah, you, you it'll be better. You, you know, but, you get Kennard back. I mean, it's not get
2: I, Bismack back, and you don't have to be a bottom feeder like we're yeah, talking about with Portland
3: and, and the mediocre. Red- I guess you know. Um, again, I, I, it's will you take 10 and 15 based on what you have seeing uh, now? Right now, yeah, you absolutely, have to. you will. Yeah, so but, you, but right now, sign me up. Cause it could be seven and 18 you know it's gonna be a struggle um I don't know when Santi is coming back right I have no idea when he's gonna be back to the lineup you know so that that's a concern but I, I I think it's gone as as poorly as it possibly could have gone um now maybe they again pull this off tonight against uh you know a Mavericks team that is two and out um you know perhaps you know Marcus smart can you know, shut down. Luka. He can't shut down both of them. I mean, yeah. I mean, if somebody's going to go off tonight for them. I mean, this is just what it is between Kyrie and and Luca. But uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's a it's a it's a tough go. Um, and look, I mean, they had a chance to beat the Nuggets. I mean, they were leading in the fourth quarter. You know, that's the definition of having a chance to win. Um, but in the end, they have you know, they have closers. And you know, I, I wish that the Grizzlies you know had that right now. Um, but Desmond Bain didn't play well on Friday night. You know. Yeah. Uh, again,
2: he's been thirty-one and twenty-six in the other two. It's yeah. hard to pick at him. No, I mean it's perfect is. every game. Although right now you really need it. Yeah. Because again, you're getting nothing from the from those second unit guys for the most part.
3: Yeah, the Grizz are just missing their guy, man. They're missing their 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 do everything player. And I think what this should do. Is you know we used to have these uh, little stupid we didn't really but you would see them these little stupid conversations about the, the Grizzlies being better without John Morant remember all those times oh, when, yeah. uh, it could, I mean uh, hello well here a, is your
2: answer a lot of that was that twenty and five with Tyus that year yeah but that's like of, I mean that's, that's that's an old I think we we've, we've moved on that's more realized, about realize
3: the silliness of it then yeah I mean when you but, have a in a normal in average NBA roster that's not super deep one through ten this is what it looks like without the superstar. It's zero and three. It's just
2: so hard to score for them right now, and, yep. and he represents the key exactly. You know, to unlocking things for for everybody. It feels yes. like so. Again, you just gotta you got, you know, bat down the hatches, man, try to get through these twenty five. That's that's the bottom line.
3: Yeah. Uh. So look, I hope they can do it tonight. Uh, I just I, I I'm with you. I think it's uh it's a little bit too much to ask, uh given what they don't.
2: Yeah, ask. I was hoping Friday night might be a little magical, but. I mean it was kind
3: of magical. I mean it ended that, up being you know? what
2: we thought in terms yeah. of great effort. Again, overly, you're playing at home tonight. More shots will drop, but uh in the end it's gonna be about how you stop that backcourt, it's gonna be tough to do.
3: All right. Uh Parth needs to take a breath. Cap or oh, no write cap. That. You did. Yeah, no, I wrote this for sure. But Parth, our man Parth, who was on with Jeff Calkins earlier uh this morning, needs to just take a breath. Um I'll just say I I've been
2: in those shoes, you know, but
3: of course Memphis coming off a uh, what one hundred sixty to uh, one hundred fifty seven yeah one hundred six
2: forty nine yeah, um, yeah something like that yeah I just, um, I'm, I'm pretty,
3: pretty sure I was, that's it a, a molly whopping, of Lane yesterday in their exhibition.
2: I mean you know we we've seen we've seen ranked Memphis teams going in the preseason that have demolished exhibition opponents and thought okay this is this looks great. I, I will say that's there there are some differences. This this is as old. As experienced a Memphis team, yep. As we've seen around here, I mean, I can't, I can't, you know, this team doesn't have to rely whatsoever on any freshman player if it doesn't want to. Now, it's obviously going to have the, you know, Ashton Hardaway may be its best shooter. Yeah. So th- there's a possibility you're going to have freshmen out there, but they are so deep. I will go back to what you had. part of drinking the Kool Aid. I think we it it'd probably be safe to say a lot of people probably drinking the Kool Aid after a performance like that. Um. That said. You wonder what it would look like once you get Javon Quinley, who did not play, in there in the middle of things. Again, you had Caleb Mills playing point guard and Jalen Young backing him up. That's not going to be what it looks like come regular season. There's that, and then there's this DeAndre Williams' question. You know mm-hmm. about what what would it look like if you've added if you've added him? So if you're if you're looking at what you saw on Sunday, like Parth did, and you see that team, you know. I had a friend who was watching that thing very closely say, man, this is the positionless basketball Penny's been talking about for years. He's got the guys to do it. If you're watching that on Sunday, watching them get up and down the floor, David Jones, everybody everybody looking great, and then you're saying, and they might still get DeAndre Williams, I can understand drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. I can understand it. Yeah, So – I can't sit up here and say Parth's wrong for it. I what I can say is as a former B rider, I've been in those shoes before. Seen it go awry and especially early, John.
3: Right. And it has when you go
2: right. down to the battle for Atlantis and nothing's come together yet and those guys but again, this is a much older team than some of those teams. Remember some of the, those Josh teams had fresh they were dependent on freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a this is a, is a, a veteran group. So I will let you roll. You can tell Parth whether or not he's drinking the Kool Aid, he's he, he's your colleague. You got you that's more fair for you to do.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I think it's, it's like you said. You know, it's it is easy to sort of see it to watch it be as dominant as it was yesterday to see like all the things going really right. I mean, even Malco was out there. Yes, like what? <laughs> what? Yes, double double digits. We've all been there. I mean, we've all sort of. It's just you're you're reacting to the moment, right? You're you're reacting to the moment, and I'm and I'm mostly picking uh, a poke of Fun at a uh, at Parth here. Um, well, so, yeah, we we can relate. Yeah, like it. It just it does happen, you know. Um, It's because you're in it and you see it. With that being said, I put absolutely no meaning at all into yesterday. Like, none. Less than zero. It doesn't matter. It might as well not even happen. Um, You know, of course Memphis is going to shoot well with this roster against Lane College. If they didn't, it'd be a problem. Of course they're going to be able to score 106 points. Of course, with their length and athleticism and size, they're going to be able to hold them to 49. Yeah. I mean, that's just – that's the bare minimum expectation. Just look great against freaking Lane College, you know. So um, I, they could just as easily lose by 12 to Michigan in the first round of the battle for Atlantis. We've seen that happen. Like, we've seen Memphis teams, like, look great and then get punched in the mouth. You know, does,
2: does this team do that with DeAndre Williams?
3: I don't think so, but.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. If, you, if it's the combination of the two things, you still need both that. possible.
3: Yeah, you need that. I think it does inform my entire view of this team, like, I heard parts sort of saying almost like Sweet 16, maybe even without him, and I'm just not—I'm not there. I don't—I don't really believe that. Uh, I mean, anything can happen, I guess, but I just don't think their their resume is going to be good enough to get them in a spot where that's. Well, know, Penny said
2: non-conference is their season. Like yeah, that, yeah. Every, everybody knows it, and it's going to have to happen fast. That's what. Again, you're trying to get your most important wins early while you're trying to figure out your pecking order on the fly. Right, it's not ideal. Yep. But it is the case for Memphis this season, and Penny admitted that pretty much afterwards. Yes. Yeah, I thought the other thing was that, and I noticed
3: part of the we, thing, he's got Penny as coach of the year as well. He's uh, he's in got, the AAC. Uh, yes, and as, and as and national
2: as a, coach of the year
3: and NBA, I think he also went ahead and ga- gave that to Penny, just honorarily. So I, uh, I hey, you know, part he's of the, all
2: the way. He's not. Yeah. Well, that's what you're making got, you no gotta, bones you, about it. If you're with you, I you're either all that.
3: in on Penny or you're all out. You know. That's the. There's no in between.
2: I, I thought we saw some. I might like to play an exhibition in the future, secret scrimmage. You see some of that? We were talking about that last week. You, yep. You love the how loyal Penny is to the yes to to Lane and to to Andre Turner and to Lamoan Owen. But even he said afterwards probably more useful from a competitive standpoint yes. if you had gone the way of some of these other, what Tennessee did this the weekend Michigan playing State, Michigan yeah. State. I mean, that'd that would be great. Because, again, so key to come together quickly. How, just like you said, how much are you really pulling out of yesterday against Division two level athletes all in what, nobody told them, 6'5", or whatever yeah, exactly it was. Exactly right. And so you could have been, you know, it, it could have helped you competitively to have played those. Sound like That's care, right. a little bit of. We're going to have to do this in the future. He went ahead and put that out there. Because you
3: could see a world where that is actually a little bit more harmful to your situation than helpful. Because now you're like, okay, well, is this real? Well, is, it's like you said, you don't you don't learn much because yeah. again, what you're going to get,
2: it's ultimately just is.
3: Yeah, you don't you can't like you can't go watch yeah. film and like, oh you know 100%. Tennessee learn
2: more, Michigan State learn more about themselves. It's just that simple.
3: Purdue played Arkansas, and it,
2: bringing this up because Penny mentioned it. Obviously, yes. I, it sounds to me like stating that going forward, exactly especially right. with our conference schedule not being so strong, and that ain't changing anytime soon. Yep. Especially after Dusty May leaves FAU. That, that we've got to come together quickly. That'll always be the case. So maybe we need more tests in the preseason or stiffer ones. Uh,
3: exactly right. So, so no, I look, think that's
2: probably the way it moves going forward.
3: I would just, I would just say that I, I think only one time maybe. Because uh, you ain't
2: going to learn much more against Lamont and Owen either.
3: Like, like I, 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 I heard Jeff saying it, and I heard Parson saying it, and we've talked about it. Like, I feel like uh, any time that we have all sort of collectively come together and believe that Memphis was on the precipice of a great season, it just quite literally never happened. It has literally never happened. I mean, there. It's just when there's a consensus about these kinds of things. But Again, we last year
2: had a chance to be great because you finally had the formula right, right, and you're one or two plays away, you're one call away, yeah, from maybe that sweet sixteen run. So, so the difference is, it's not like he's, it's not like he's far off. No, I agree. It's not like you don't, you don't see in terms of improvement year to year, the trajectory, everything else. That's what. Yeah, it, it would be different if you're see, you know you're seeing a, a program taking steps back right you were literally oh a, yeah i agree with I that. i mean you I'm had the saying, formula like, right and everything else i, be, I
3: just like I, I really don't even so, like so
2: my point we we thought good things about last year's team actually right. and it should have happened yeah but sometimes you know that tournament it'll be a ball bounce a call whatever yeah. else it is or what uh, we can feel good about this one and it actually happened Is my for point for
3: sure no i i think this team is good i think they have a chance to to make a second weekend but in terms of like you know anything from yesterday or whatever like it's just you know What's possible for this team is just possible, regardless of what they do against the, you know I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the talent is there, you know. Uh, well, there's
2: way more talent than yeah, last yeah. year, top to bottom. Exactly. I mean, that, right. That's very clear whether it's against uh, uh, Lane or against right. Missouri. Right. You know, in your, your second game of the season. That's right. going to be ob- – again, John, your role players last year, the Elijahs, the Demarius. Yes. You know, those have all been upgraded, it feels like.
3: It, it, they have. And to me, like, the Dequan's, next step for Penny David's, is Mills's. not, okay, go make a Sweet 16. To me – it's, it's, it's more put yourself in a better position to make a Sweet 16, right? And, and you've got the non-conference schedule to do it, so find a way to do it. Take advantage of some of the – like, let's avoid these six and four starts. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's make that, you know, uh, seven and three. You know, improve on that by a game. Maybe two, you know, eight and two. That's that but, the, the difference the, to me
2: is is really winning one of these early season tournaments. Yeah, you know, not, not losing that first one to Michigan. Exactly,
3: having a chance. That,
2: that's how you do what you're saying.
3: Yeah, Exactly right, because then you go from you play you play Michigan, then you'd play probably Arkansas, but, right? Yeah, and then you would uh, UNC. You know, yeah, I mean, like that's being the championship game. You know, and Arkansas is, I mean, they're freaking good. They beat Purdue yesterday. Like that's that's a lot easier said than done. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? Like, if you lose to Arkansas, I don't think there's any shame in that. But you're going to have to beat Michigan, in my opinion. Like, that's a must-win game for this program because Michigan's just uh, – they're not ranked in the top 25, you know. Like, mm-hmm. they are they didn't have a great uh, portal class. Like, you know, that's a must-win game early in the season to me for Memphis. Um, not to say that if they lose it, they can't still achieve things. But uh, to me, in terms of just setting a tone and, you know – you can't win that one. Like, are you really going to be in a situation where you're getting out of that eight, nine? You know, you might even actually be all, be worse off. You might have to be that ten, eleven. So, it's a super. How much
2: does the energy change if they pull off a miracle? Penny pulls off a miracle. Don Jackson pulls off a miracle. Gets DeAndre Williams. How how, how giddy? Not just the beat writers, but is everybody? At the yeah, team? I mean, I think if they get Again, DeAndre Williams, when you pour him into what's there, yes, and Javon who who is yes. not on the floor, yes. You can, is it is it okay for Memphis to get giddy then? Yes. All right. I, I think at okay. that point. All yes. Right.
3: At that point, we well, can. Start see talking everybody. About top I'm,
2: 10. I'm looking at all the, everybody's everybody's story about it. Everybody says oh, it's still still pop still possibility. Just seems like there's more optimism about it over the last few days than there had been.
3: Interesting. I wonder why. Uh, but yes, uh, uh, Memphis basketball gets the job done uh, yesterday. Speaking of getting the job done, Memphis football is good enough. Cap or no. Cap. Good enough for what? That's the end of the statement. Good enough. Can't, well, that's... <laughs> good enough for you. No. Oh, man!
2: I mean, come on. Man. What is good Good enough for me means give Ryan Silverfield an extension. Let's keep on doing this. That's what it means? That is what that means. That is what that means. Well, I'm not convinced of that yet.
3: Is okay. that fair? Should, um, should,
2: should Memphis fans be convinced of it when you have to... You blow a 31-7 lead, very characteristic of what you've done. Mm. North Texas takes it. Give all due credit, though, to Seth Hennigan. Skates, dropped one earlier, Mm -hmm. could have cost him, comes back. The players, Blake Watson, all I go go down the list, though, for getting the win. Again, you do it on the road. In a moment, you had to get it. But should you have been there? Again, what about... John, Seth Hennigan having to go 5-for-5 five five on that last drive score with, what, 12 seconds left? Yep. What about that win should, be, should, should put me over in terms of, yeah, ready for Ryan Silverfield. Now he's got all the leverage. Let's give him the contract extension. Well, what about that win? So when you ask me, is it good enough, I would tell you, no, it's not.
3: I need to see more. I would say there's nothing they could have done in that game that would have made you feel that way. If they would have won the game 100 to nothing you would, have, you know, we would have still said it's North Texas. We right? said you don't get anything out of it yeah, for, any, for just, wins. Unfortunately, and, that's and whether the, it was Whether it was a blowout or not. Right, correct. Said you're not getting and anything. It, and it was a blowout your job. until it wasn't. Right. I mean, so there's really nothing they could have done uh, that would have made people feel better about it. There's only something that could have happened that would make people feel worse. And that seems to me to be what has happened. To me, it's less about that game. Yes, there are disturbing things that happened in that game, but they did Win ultimately. They did find what, like, and Disturbing I. Disturbing things that continue to happen. I yes. thought like those dudes were fighting. Like, Blake Watson got out of bounds during that last drive. Lanfrey made and Blake the toe Watson's catch. A beast. Uh You know, Skates caught the ball, you know, and again, North Texas stinks. So it's not like this is some uh, exactly. contender that you did this against. Exactly. But, you know, look, I also understand the psychological thing of letting your foot off the gas. Tulane did the same thing to the same team a week ago and only won by seven. They were up 21, you know, not quite the lead, but really close really close to uh to to the final there. So I just I just don't um I don't think good enough for what? Cap and no cap. Well that, that's a, just that's good enough. To... Like as a as a program, just good enough. Like for with what it is, what it should expect to be. Oh, no. No, no no because what I can no. tell you is that if Memphis finishes this season nine and three, like what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to uh, fire Ryan Silverfield? Are you supposed to say thanks but no thanks? I mean, the line of coaches that would uh, try to get this job when you do that is non existent. Nobody's going to want to come to Memphis if you're firing coaches for being nine and three. I mean, that's absurd. If you're if you if you're in November and you still have a chance to be in the AAC championship game, which they still do have. And again, you're right. Like there are still games left on this schedule. That's what so. that should
2: be. That's why the needle hasn't moved whatsoever, right. John, because it was always about winning the next four For sure. and getting to 8 For and 10. Sure. And that's why nothing has changed well, yes. from the time we left here on Friday to right now. I agree totally. You you haven't moved the needle whatsoever in getting that win. Great, heroic. But yeah, and it's, that's it's, it's the, so it's not good enough. Well
3: so it's more like a, it's it's they're six yeah. and two, they're bowl eligible and they're still in the you're, race. You're beating the garbage of the AAC. That's what's what, what's on their schedule. I uh, mean uh, right. And unfortunately you get no you you don't you don't get
2: credit for that. Agreed. So that's what I'm saying. So how can we move up on we well, feel better about contract
3: extension. No. We're, we're we're both sitting on the same side of the table. Everything still you got more work
2: to do. That's yes. where it should be. Well, I, you
3: and, know, there and, are teams that lose games that they're supposed to win what, every single week in college football. And right. Memphis has not done that to this You're, point. You were yet. supposed to
2: be rebuilding momentum, getting it back to where it was. That's what Ryan Silverfield said the job was, and that's getting to an AAC title game. Yes. That's still there. Absolutely. You didn't get any closer to it. Yes. You just didn't fall back. Correct. This way, and that—that's that, why, for me, nothing. Well, that has was changed. the function of the game, I, no matter what. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. You win the game, guys. You're, you know, taking right. a step back. Yes. You know, you know. L- look at the record at this point. What is there to complain?
3: We about? all would have taken six and two without a shadow of a doubt before the season started. But we all said
2: they had to be six and two at this point. Well, yeah. We would have said they had to be six and two if yeah. they had dropped the two that they did. Yes. Right. We yes. said that we would have said they needed Boise State. We would have said every other one of them. They would have had to win. Right. So, so I can't give you credit for doing what you. Had to do. Yeah, this is the. I mean, we're talking basic minimum, John. Because if he'd lost that game, mm. what are we saying then? Right. Are we are we pulling back on the possibility of a contract extension? Maybe, or maybe we'd still be saying wait and see. No, you'd be out of the race. You would if you if and you so lose that, you were, that game.
3: Yes. I mean, we were five. Oh, and that, we were look, five look, completions away and, from and, losing and look, that game. And look, that is what I said. I said they were forty-seven I, seconds away from having very difficult. Conversations inside that administrative building. Right. you avoided it. You avoided but it. But all you did is put them off. Well, that. Well, yeah. We'll see. Right. Like if they beat SMU, you know. I mean, I think again that that, that is the that is the sort of peril of talking about these things week to week. Is because you're right. There's nothing gained. There's nothing that, gained. Exactly. That's but, what I'm
2: saying. But, but I do we didn't think, take a I, step forward. I
3: do think Memphis fans are. A little bit irrational about this, as a they don't like the way oh. it looks. They don't like the way it, it's happening. They don't like that Silverfield's kind of a boring personality. You know, they're, well, they're
2: that they're you're blowing these big leads that you but, know we're not saying that has been
3: a year to year thing. Well, now. yes, that that should not happen. But in in these games, they're winning them instead of losing them
2: you right. Like I, I would tell you only because the other defense is trash. Well, and, that's, and this one was. This that, is the worst true. one in it's the AAC,
3: true. and you had to, you needed a miracle to do it. Right, but is a win a win? Yes, a win is a win. Yes, so I, we've we agree on it. Six and two, we said they had to be right. Now, if they finish six and six or seven and five, you know. Again, uh, we're in
2: the same. Uh, I don't. It feels like you're trying to move it a step forward, and I'm telling you, no, John, we got to stand pat because all they did is what we said they had to do.
3: I think I would, but, but I, I would don't lock in. I would lock ultimately, in. Ultimately, we both understand there's more work to do. You don't get. Oh, eight, absolutely. You, you have to get to eight and two. Six and two playing is good SMU, enough, right? Six and two is good enough. Seven and five is not good enough. So let's see how the rest. I just, good
2: enough to keep the conversation going, but not good enough to give them a contract extension. I would take. I mean, that's 6 the way and two line every that.
3: single year, I would take six and two every single year, no matter what conference I'm playing in. If I'm Memphis War, well, every single year, like without well, that, question. Uh, it,
2: when it's garbage that you're beating, that doesn't get people excited. Well, and, that's and, all they're in, ever going to be able sim, to be. And in the sim,
3: that's all no, they're ever going to have. You compete for AAC titles. Well, you're, you're that you're still in the mix. If you're six and two, that should be the case, right? I mean, that you should be in the mix for a conference title Well, again,
2: game. the majority of your, your your conference wins right now are. They're all the the yeah. teams that are at the bottom. You haven't done anything in terms of the teams that are actual contenders yeah. in the league.
3: Yeah, look, I just so, I, like I don't know. Like, do. I, I, there's no world where Memphis is firing Ryan Silverfield if he goes nine and three. Nor should they. I mean that that's just it's just not it's just not the way it works. You know, I mean, how can you not give a coach that went nine and three an extension?
2: Because he had to compete for an AAC title. If he didn't make the title game, I'm saying you got to show me more. That's. That's that was laid out pretty much by Laird Veach as the expectation,
3: and that should the line should not change. Well, SMU at home, work. so I mean, they, you know, yes, y- you can't ask for a better break. You know, you can't ask for because you got Tulane at home and you got SMU at home. Now SMU's killing people. SMU put up you know whatever it was, fifty-six They're, points to the half against East Carolina. So. Yeah,
2: what's the line going to be in that game? I'm interested since it's I, here. I, I think and Memphis SMU's will be gonna...
3: favored. Memphis will be favored in my opinion. But it'll be, it'll a, be very short. slight. It'll be like one, right? It'll be a pickup or one. I just, I don't share, I don't share this view that Memphis should realistically aspire to be better than six and two every single year. That's, that's where I'm at. I, and, and maybe that's, you know, different than, than uh, some people, but I think six and two, you know, I'm just not. Just on
2: the surface, that six and two sounds good, John, but you, you pull the, just, just open the book and who have you beaten?
3: Well, they haven't lost a team outside of the top 25. You know? You've beaten the teams you were supposed to beat. Yes, but not and every coach does that. Not every football team does that every week. You know, I mean, Memphis has not lost a game that it's not supposed to lose yet. I do think there is still something to be said for that.
2: You, you don't get people excited that way. You get people excited getting the wins over Tulane and over Missouri. That's how you build the... Get excited! Oh, I agree with and that, that, and he he needs butts and seats yes. going into next season and excitement. People don't get excited about this. Yes. People don't get excited about blowing, blowing big leads game after game, year after year. I, I mean, that yeah. that, so that has to be a part of this too. It always was part of the conversation. I mean, and so again, good for him that he won, but all it's done is push the conversation another week. If he loses next week, John, we're right back here saying, "Oh my gosh," because you're probably out then of the AAC title race. No, this I mean, this, and so so we're. We have not moved. This is eerily Fortunately, similar. Fortunately, thank me.
3: goodness they didn't take a step back because it almost happened. Well, this is an eerily similar discussion to when Josh was the coach at Memphis, right? Uh, Memphis basketball. It was a, it, we, a referendum every time he played a top twenty-five team for the first five years, right?
2: But the, the, the issue is no one will take him.
3: Well, that is correct.
2: Georgia Tech swooped yes. in and took Josh, and and and, and there, the, no one will and take. The circumstances
3: Ryan. are pretty similar, right? J- Josh took over the program as it was at its peak. Ryan Silverfield took over the program when it was at its peak. And obviously, you know, there has been a drop-off in both. That is – but I think it's like, for me, it's like, of, of, oh, of course there was going to be a drop-off. Like, Memphis football has never done that before. That was the outlier of the history of the program, to go to a Cotton Bowl to win the AAC championship. Yeah. I mean, that's a short blip of time. It, you know Memphis football is much closer to seven and eight wins a year than it is ten.
2: Again, and if you Cotton Bowl. if you'd beat Tulane, you're you're in that discussion. Even though we see Air Force and the standings of what they got to do, and it looks like they are right. probably going to beat the. Team. But you're in that even if you beat if you beat Tulane, you're in that discussion, John. So yeah. you're not so far out yeah. again from being back. And that's the point. You have to
3: be able to grab that out of this conference. Yeah, you do. Well, look, to I, get
2: I, people excited around here about that program.
3: I I guess we just differ. Like I you know I, not not I, that much, but I'm fine with it. You know, you know, let's see how it finishes, but I'm, fi- I'm fine with where Memphis football is. They're winning these games. They're losing these games, and we're not even – I mean, we're. it's pretty obvious at that point what you have to do, but they're finding ways to win, you know, and it's, it's maddening. It's a pretty maddening experience, you know, watching Memphis football. But as long as the end result's a win, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's is. a results-based business.
2: Ryan dancing on a razor blade.
3: He is, and that's where this team does like to be. And someday that may cost them. Someday that may that, – that variance might hit them in the face. Or maybe it won't. Maybe they just love living in that, you know, zone. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Six and two. It feels like it could shout, be worse. Shout
2: out to Seth Hennigan for doing that back in your hometown. 100%. You know, that had to feel good.
3: Hey, we'll see you on Saturday. South Florida.
2: Bro, stop!
3: We'll see you out there, man.
2: I told you, see me eight and two SMU. Will we get you out there for that one? To take care of business first. It's
3: the eighteenth of November. What's heck on heck your yeah. calendar? Heck yeah! You'll be there if they're eight and two going heck, into that one. Heck yeah! Your first Memphis football game since Anthony Miller's senior day. I don't know.
2: I guess it has probably been that long <laughs> since I since I've been over there. Since I it's believe. gonna be
3: cold, bro. It's gonna be super cold.
2: No, I don't don't put me down yet.
3: Okay, don't put you down yet.
2: Well, because uh Ryan's still got business to take care of, even Eight though you John trying to slide the contract extension over today. Watch him. Eight and watch two. him.
3: Uh all right, a few more things here. Uh Brock Purdy has been exposed.
2: I guess that's no cap.
3: He really threw three picks yesterday.
2: Yeah, it's five in the last three games.
3: And they got they got one got taken back.
2: And, and I feel like Sam Darnold would have uh would have yeah. performed better.
3: Certainly bad. So mad. I'm
2: surprised we're here. Because just three weeks ago, again, he's in the MVP conversation. The it looks good. Uh, uh, Frankly, you know, they had that chance. What was it against Cleveland with the field goal? Where again, with guys going down, he had put them in a position to win. If you make the field goal, you win that game. But the point was, we were saying, okay, he's you know, he's he's still playing. Even though you know it's not coming as easy, he's still playing tough. This has been bad. The the interceptions uh, have been bad. And so again. Especially considering the fact what he was coming in out of concussion protocol, you know, Darnold. Who knows? There's a good chance you, you get a better performance there. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. I'm surprised to be honest with you because I had sold myself on Brock Purdy's good enough, but he has been exposed the last three weeks. There's no question about
3: yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I was actually on Cincinnati. I ended up getting there uh, plus four you. and a half before the game started, and the reason why I did is not necessarily because of Brock, but because Trent Williams was out again, uh, his star left tackle.
2: And, yeah, 35- or 36-year-old left tackle.
3: Yeah, I'm starting to wonder, like, am, are we back on the pendulum of, okay, maybe it is the system. <laughs> you know, maybe it is. The fact that he's got he just, Trent he Williams. He can't throw and, picks, man. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Debo Samuel's out. That's two straight L's without Debo Samuel. It's like, I don't know, man. It's um, the great ones, the great ones, usually, uh, get it done regardless of personnel. I mean, offensive linemen go in, they go out. I mean, my God, Joe Burrow, his whole career, you know, he's had left tackles in, left tackles out, uh, and it really has not, uh, you know, phased him. He's still found ways to to, to get the job done, um, you know, especially at home. So I think, it, you know, it has obviously – changed my opinion of the 40. De- I mean, they were
2: my Super Bowl picks, so I'm 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 stunned here. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of I mean, backpedaling. This is this three-game losing streak is no I mean, Burrow is exposed. I look comfortable
3: whatever he wanted. Whatever so he wanted.
2: So, that's night and day difference from yes. what when we were pounding Dallas a few weeks back.
3: Uh, no question. No doubt. So, I don't know. Um it's the it's the uh the ebb and flow of an NFL season. You know, it's long, it's grueling, um and you don't
2: typically see three-game losing streaks though from Super Bowl contenders.
3: It's true. It Y'all is amazing, though. Right? It's y- like you all of a sudden cut you cut it off. You think so? so they were unbeatable for for ten weeks. They were unbeatable, and now there it's like here it is. Yeah. Here's the variance. They. Well, I'm uh, in
2: stun mode on Niners and.
3: They get a bye week, and uh, then they are back on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Ooh. who have not lost a game in like forever. So uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, the road does not get easier for the Forty Niners. Um, so, I, you know, but, yes, I think in terms of what we have seen, um, you know, our, our, our opinions are certainly different now than they were about this team three weeks ago. All right, we'll come back. Lots more to come here on the show. Respect Burgers at 1 o'clock. Jason Fitz. At 125. Stick around. Jason to John. I turn FM ESPN.
0: Hey, it's Jeff Cawkins. Listen Thursday for Writer Than Right Trivia around 10 30 with Jeffrey Wright on my show to win tickets to see Leonard Skinnerd and ZZ Top at the Landers Center in March. Plus, right now, a bonus chance to win tickets at our website, 929ESPN.com. Skinner tickets with us on The Jeff Cawkins Show this Thursday at 10 30 on 929 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively... Sports.
2: clock at four. Doncic. The step back three, you bitch! Music. You set my world on fire.
1: And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
3: No No ceilings to this show. I mean, we just keep breaking records every single day. Uh, Jason Fitz is going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him about the NFL college football over the weekend, what he would do with Ryan Silverfield's contract extension. I'm sure uh, he was locked into that one. You know, still getting uh, uh, the ESPN Plus games. You know, that was pretty brutal. That's, I mean, damn, it's a Saturday. We, we're we on uh, – it's, it's the eighth week of the season. We're still on damn uh, ESPN Plus. That sucks, by the way, like because I like to watch other games. I like to watch the rest of the college football slate. Mm-hmm. And it's incredibly hard to do mm-hmm. that when you have to watch ESPN it's Plus. Yes. Yeah, because you have to get out of the app, go back to YouTube TV, yep. go back to the ESPN Plus, you know what I'm saying? Like obviously I have two TVs, but it's just not the same. It's not the same when you have when you have one on, you know, you you really you really feel like you're not getting the full scope of the game when you're when you're watching two at a time, you know?
2: Well, get ready cuz it's ESPN Plus again this week.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. South Florida's a rat team.
2: Thirteen point favorites.
3: Yep, opened. The Tigers are At Where's twelve? Do you have the hearty commitment to bet these te- these lost T. Grace? Uh, no. You do not have the Harding commitment. No. Well, you could bet them first half. That's a lot. And it wasn't earlier. Florida. It
2: wasn't earlier this season.
3: Yeah, it was the other way around.
2: Right? It was not it tied with UAB? It was tied with UAB. It was tied with UAB, which was a weird game because then was a yeah. the second I mean, half that they just were killed them.
3: They were blanked in the second half.
2: Can't figure this team out. They had slow starts early. Then they're tied at half. Dude, then they're up thirty
3: one to ten at half. This Memphis football team is a house of horrors, bro. It's it, good enough. It's a fun house Oh, mirror. Good enough house of horrors. It is. It's a fun Good f- enough to scare you on Halloween, uh huh. It's a fun house mirror, bro. You really never know what you're gonna get. Tall, short, fat, skinny. It doesn't you don't know. You just you stand in front of the mirror, you could be anything. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, Shouldn't uh, it should
2: it should be a little more dominant against this level of competition. You're right. Two lanes winning closed ones. They just barely got powdered rice. It's good enough. I
3: mean, if it was like if it was if we were talking about Memphis trying to break into the college football playoff, it would matter.
2: Ain't nobody talking about that. I'm but, talking about
3: we're talking but, about trying to get into the AAC like, title game. Margin of victory don't matter to me. I mean, it, it just is not, you okay. know, you okay. know it's not something that – Again, had they won by 67 points, bro. We're not coming in here saying give Ryan Silverfield an extension either. No, we're so saying they're getting better. Well, yeah, they're getting better. It's
2: like what you like instead of being – what you just said, instead of being house of horrors where we don't know week to week what's going to happen other than I, I mean, I it's going to be dramatic. Confident. I feel pretty
3: confident. It'd be confident. nice they're to be able to say, oh, man, they're, of, they're South getting... Florida. I'm worried about Charlotte. Charlotte worries me a lot. I think, isn't South Florida defense
2: overall worse than the one you just saw with North Texas? North is, Texas rush defense is the worst. I think is South that
3: Florida,
2: Bro, the la, I told you the last three defenses awful. That between North those Texas three, UAB on the skate, North Texas, at the end of the yes. Game.
3: Like where were? Well, he had already man?
2: run. You know, he would already done it to you too and dropped one. So yeah, like, nothing skates should have been open again.
3: And then ESPN Plus said it was Brandon Thomas that caught the touchdown. I mean, that was just a disaster in Denton.
2: Who was doing the ESPN Plus call?
3: on the road. No clue.
2: No clue. no clue. No,
3: no idea. Okay. I, 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 we just got to get through to Red SMU. Baker.
2: Get through to SMU.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, because that
2: Charlotte game ain't gonna be any different in terms of television exposure, dude. Huh? dude the Charlotte It'll game will be on the back pages.
3: The Charlotte game is a and, is then, and then we got the big one. Insanely scary because it's the game before SMU and it's there and it's not. They're a bad team, but they're like plucky. So that one, and it's the look. It's the quintessential look ahead to SMU. But, but we're good enough. Well, we're gonna find out on. We're uh, good enough. 11, 11. The, Forget finish. Yeah, supposed to be the slogan. Well, your, six and two is good enough. We're good enough. Six and two is, is a is
2: better slogan.
3: Six and three, or seven and three. That's the
2: John Martin slogan. We're good enough.
3: Good enough for y'all. Good enough for me, and a hundred percent. I mean, six and yeah, two. Until is, we get uh, to next week. Yeah, and then we'll have a different conversation if they lose. You know, I mean, but six and two as up to all I can do, and all we can do is react to what we have. We can't predict the future. We can't tell what's going to happen. So, yeah, uh, is six and four good enough? No, of course not. But six and two is Here, here's what it I, should be.
2: Here's what I predict: letdown against SMU, big game. You set it up. You took care of business, and then just like Tulane, yeah, the chance to get it all back and right there—that's what I predict, John. Well, they, based on what we're seeing from game to game about the, again. We're looking for signs that you're getting better, or that you're you're finishing off opponents after struggling early. Remember, finish was the thing coming into this year because yeah. it was a
3: problem last year. Yeah, no, it's true. You
2: wish you had more of that. That that's my prediction is that we're getting ready for big letdown in a couple of weeks. But let's keep just taking care of business so we can get there first.
3: Hey, you know what, dude? Sometimes life is all about that, man, and that's okay. It's then okay. Then are we just talking to contracts
2: extensions if you lose to to SMU and?
3: He's got two years left, so I mean, you know, exactly.
2: Just say, yeah, more work to do. That's what, what you are going to do. Because again, I don't understand what leverage he would have to yeah. say, you, I, I, deserve a contract. Right? Extension. Look, you are not in the AAC title. In
3: it. a perfect world, okay, UTSA is on the schedule, and so that so way, it's not a world we're dealing. You with. could say you got to, you got to crack at Tulane, you got to crack at UTSA, and you got to crack at SMU. So you got to crack at all three of the of your peers yeah. in this league, and so that would have that that would then give us a much fuller picture right, of where this program actually is. Instead we're only getting sixty six point seven percent of the picture. You know, we're not gonna see UTSA this year. I think what whatever happened against UTSA, what I'm saying is all we have are these rat teams. So that's why we go round and round and round and round about what Memphis football did or did not do. Had they gotten the top but, three teams in this conference, we would then have that record to point to and say Memphis went one and two, they went two and one, but they went zero and three. At
2: best, you're going to get one of those on the road, John. They will have had Tulane and SMU both at home. Oh, I agree. And with we that, would yeah. have said before the season that if you if you're trying to get it where it needs to be, you need to get one of those two. Oh, at no, home, because it's not going to set up yeah. where you've got those two at home. I agree, and so, I agree totally. That's that's, that's I don't. I don't need the third game if I got both of the, the opportunities there. How many can he have?
3: I'm just saying in terms so of take care uh, of business and get yourself another it's one. It's an easier evaluation of a coach when he's got the 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 you know he's not he got the bottom of the pack every single and he's not going to have this next year, right? Next year it will flip and it'll be road games and everything like that. And then you know, look, we we could be having a discussion next year about uh, you know what is and what is not acceptable, but it, there will be a next year. I mean, that's 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 100%. Ron,
2: uh, you don't hear me saying yeah. they can fire him on 9-3. Yeah. What we're saying is how can you offer him a contract extension? you got two more years on, and you say, you know, you, uh, anyway, we, we know we see where we both stand.
3: Yeah, we, we see where we both stand. Yeah. And I, what I think some of y'all have to understand is that, you know, y'all some of y'all want to sit around. I'm not talking about you. I'm You're talking about, about the people fans. that are
2: trying to fire him today.
3: Yeah, they're you saying things like. can't fire him today on 6 but he, that, that part is ridiculous. He's not the guy you ought to do it. I mean we're not you know it's just this is fantasy land stuff. Well this some is, of them
2: folks been saying he's not the guy for a while which, so there's been some,
3: there they have some some bias they have some uh some prejudice in that way because to me that this is not the season to say at this point right now like there you know what I'm saying like what but but there are some include it, it's not just fans uh
2: our man that we have on every Wednesday, and, and uh, uh, that you know very well, Mar know who said coming that he would have already done it. Yes. And so, if you're saying he's not the guy, and you were already there, that that's
3: not that's not going crazy. Well, that, that, yes.
2: That's saying he hasn't done anything this season, right. to convince to, to, me right, otherwise. Right, right, right. Those that Understood. were still there, Understood. right? Yep, and and yep, there yep. are there are folks that are like that that thought. Memphis should have cut this off a while back. And it's not just crazy right. fans. You've got columnists in town who have said it.
3: Right. I also think people the, have to the, leave room for the possibility that, it, you know, you can actually improve in a job. You actually can get better. You can get better well Man, results. we were
2: hoping for that.
3: I mean, it, it's it's still on the table. I mean, it still is possible. They competed against Missouri within a touchdown. Yes, they blew a lead against Tulane, but Tulane's a top 25 team. And it's frustrating. If they don't get it done against SMU, then then we could say, all right, like the, w- progress is pr- not being made. It's kind of stalling. It's kind of just in neutral, you know. But then again, if neutral's still eight and four, nine and three, it's like you're kind of in no man's land. You can't fire a coach for doing that because then you're not going to like coaches are going to look around the, the country and going to say, well, damn, Memphis football firing coaches for going nine and three. I'm not, I don't want yeah, to part of that. That
2: will not happen.
3: Yeah. That's I think that's not going
2: to happen. A yeah. Firing on a nine and three is not going to happen. What about an eight and four? What, what what happens there is that maybe there's no contract extension. Maybe right. decide, if you're outside the AAC title race yeah. and you, you probably are at that point, then there's no contract extension. You're saying you got more work to do. Yeah. But no one is getting fired, so no. there's no need to get crazy about the folks that are, you know, that are because those those folks are being ridiculous right now. They realize yeah. that's not happening.
3: Right. So it's just a it's a it's a it's a weird uh, it's a weird place to be this Memphis football team. It is, it just is because it's six and two, but of course it's against teams that you were favored against. And that doesn't get you a lot of equity, you know, with your fan base, especially if some of them have already decided for reasons uh, that happened a year ago, blowing leads, things like that. Um, You know, I I don't know. I might be in the minority. I might be in the minority that six and two should be good enough. But uh, if I am, I am. And that's fine. Um, But we will see you out this weekend. Uh, South Florida is in town. Yeah,
2: no. Well, you won't. You just uh, you just try to pin me down for the SMU game. You saw I told you come see me at eight and two, buddy. Uh, Everybody, calm down South here. South
3: Florida did beat UConn uh, last weekend to get
2: to what four and four. Uh,
3: yeah. They are they four and four really somewhere around. They are. They're four and four. Better than I would have thought. They did beat Rice. They did beat Navy. Who, Rice, who gave Temple? I mean, gave Tulane a game this weekend. I believe they did cover the number. Against Bama, seventeen to three, so just something to think about here, man. Just something to—I mean, watch out because South Florida, I guess, is one of those teams. But you're at home, man. You're at home. You can't—you can't lose that. You just can't.
2: Ryan gotta be thanking his lucky star for Seth Hennigan.
3: Dude, that was to me. That was Seth Henigan's best game of his career. Well,
2: where we're back home? Yeah, makes some sense. I think that we that had is swordbook stuff,
3: you know. He was making great throws. 5-5 on the
2: final drive. I like, know that.
3: I was. They did not panic. With only 47 seconds. They well, didn't.
2: it's because it, there's a, it, the defense non-existent. They just knew. They were playing now, 7 Now, why did they seven. stopped? Yeah. Why did they stop? You're up 31-7, 31-10 right. at the half, and right. everything stalled out again. That's the point. Against the same bad defense that right. you, you know, Cut up at the end of the game when you needed to again.
3: Jason, I wish I, just, I had the
2: answer for you, man. I,
3: again, I really
2: do. I'm not in the but, locker room again. Shouldn't we have the answers by now, John? Well, Year four
3: of Ryan Silverfield, should I mean, we look, have more Tulane answers? Tulane just did this two weeks in a row. You know, do you think they're down there? Uh, well, it,
2: Tulane beat you, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and that was at your place. Yeah. Again, so we can't. You know, you don't want to compare yourself to. I'm just saying, Tulane What blue, they're doing. Blue. You, you know, got more work to do than Tulane has as well. Don't uh, I, no, no, I, I see you're getting? You're, you're starting to rub your head. You're getting real. You know, I I think you feel like I'm shooting arrows. at I'm not.
3: No, I don't think I, you're I, shooting arrows at I, me. I, I it ain't personal at all. You know. I I, I understand that you
2: you have. Well, no, I think you see my face and you're, you're you're saying I I reflect the fire Ryan Silverfield. You can't do that right now, and I'm not saying you can yeah. do it on nine and three. What I reflect is he hasn't. He hasn't done anything to convince those that say he wasn't the guy right. that he's now the guy by going six and two. And that's so more work to do.
3: Agreed, and, and that's I, where we agree. But do you? Let me ask you this. Let me get ask me you to this.
2: eight and two, and get me to SMU. I, I
3: don't care who the Memphis football coach is. It, it, doesn't, oh, what, what, what? it, it doesn't. What? It doesn't matter to me who it is, as long as that person is winning and they're in their you know successful and you know, so Com- like competing for not,
2: AAC titles yeah. in a in a that do- has to be in there, John, right. because it's a dog combo.
3: But my question is, is it? is there actually something that Silverfield could do, right, that would change the hearts and minds? Or is it so far gone with these fans that think that it should be better than this that it's impossible?
2: Well, if you're not going to get the big wins like Tulane would have been, like a Missouri like, been, would have been, those are ranked teams right now. Would you do it, in your opinion? If you are 8-2 and and you win that game, would it be enough to say he's the guy?
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,